I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, spell a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah So we are back here with another somber edition of it's not even a weekly scorecard actually. But brother, what's going on? You know, Bobby's first game back up here. We get to sit through two rains away. So he ends up leaving early. An absolute disaster unfolds around one o'clock last night. I just still can't get over it. But we're also gonna preview the subway series. But before we do that, we don't even know where to begin with last night. What a disaster. That's putting it mildly what we experienced last night. Listen, being back at the stadium with you, of course, was awesome, was long overdue. Getting back to the to the Bronx, walking into the stadium, seeing everything for the first time in two years was awesome. But I'll tell you this, the game started out great. We got to see Otani pitch, and we all know how that turned out. He couldn't even pitch a full inning, seven runs, four walks, one strikeout. That's all he got. What did not have it. Uh, but I will tell you this, the rain delays, the heat, for those of you who don't know yesterday, it was, it was probably one of the hottest games I've ever been to. Uh, I've been to two games in the, uh, at Yankee stadium two years ago, actually, where it was over a hundred degrees both days. It wasn't as hot yesterday but it was it was up there so the heat was an issue and then getting not one rain delay but two rain delays is just something else and then to the icing on the cake Julian and I we sit in there probably wait about an hour in the delay we see the radar see it's not you know clearing up anytime soon we leave we find out they're going to start around 11:30 okay we get back and Honestly, I'm at a loss for words. What I saw last night, I'm 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 disgusted. Um, first of all, we were up seven to two, so and eight we, four, and eight four. Game is is done. You bring in the flamethrower. You bring in Chapman. You think the game is over? He did not have it. Could not pitch. Uh, Jules, another thing, I think you could agree with me, bro. He didn't have command of his pitches yesterday at all. The command was not there. He was missing. Um, he loaded the bases. And then, of course, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Walsh. It was hit the second home run of the day, I might add, with a grand slam. The guy had six RBIs yesterday. Unbelievable. T- game gets tied, and then the Yankees bring in Lucas Licky, your boy, and what happens? He lets up a few runs. Now, I'm not going to say it's his fault. You know what? The runners weren't his responsibility. Well, actually, am I wrong? I think they were his responsibility. No, 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 no. Licky gets the tough luck loss there because Chapman blew it. But now, Licky didn't have his best stuff. You know, not to harp on him. Chapman has to be a lot better. Licky was normally better, but he had a bad outing yesterday. And you know what? I keep saying this, and this is the type of loss that really makes me change my thinking. 
you know how optimistic I like to be with this team. It's even though they haven't shown us any reason to be this year, very mediocre. As I pointed out, 77 and 69 in 146 games last, if you count the playoffs last year, the sample size is growing larger and the mediocrity continues today. How Steinbrenner addresses the media says a whole lot of nothing as we expected. Unfortunately, no one's getting fired. No one's getting called up. We make a trade for, um, some guy from Arizona, not really well known. It's going to be a speed guy. And then try to look this up quick. You know, it's that little impactful of a move. I don't even remember the guy's name. So that's not outstanding. I'm, in fact, you know, why didn't we get the other outfielder from the Diamondbacks? Tim Lucado is not what I was, Tim LaCastro is not what I was thinking about with the Diamondbacks outfielders. No. And <laughs> listen, listen, going to what, Hal Steinbrenner yesterday broke the news that he was going to speak to the media. We all expected this. He said nothing, anything of significance, stating that Aaron Boone and coaching staff are here to stay. And then you hear that if his, um, if like Cashman or Levine or somebody like that brought it to his attention and they needed to add a player, he would gladly go over the luxury tax. Well, here's my thing. Here's what I don't understand about that. I think it's pretty freaking obvious that we need to add not one, but two pretty big pieces in the starting pitcher and an outfielder. Yes. Yeah. We just got an outfielder, not the one we wanted. Listen <laughs> to me. Not. I think that Brian Cashman should have been in Hal Steinbrenner's office months ago saying, listen, we need to go get something, a left-handed outfielder or and a pitcher because of these injuries, and it's going to cost money. We need to do this to be competitive. And if he's a man of his word and he says that, oh, I'll go over it, then this, this should have happened. And listen, Jules, we laughed about this today when me and you uh, saw each other. We said that, you know, he said he's not his father. Don't He will never be his father. People want him to be. Yeah, there's a difference between Hal and George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner did what was necessary no matter what the cost was. Money was no issue to him. Nothing. Hal Steinbrenner is a guy who money is everything to him. They don't think of the team, win- in my opinion, I feel like Hal Steinbrenner cares about making money and not winning championships because if he cared about winning championships, Yankees would have added a starting pitcher right now and would have a left-handed outfielder or another bat. I'm so frustrated right now. I really am. This is just terrible. And also, they could have played today, I really thought, although apparently it was a little bad weather in New York, but I thought they could have got this one in. I think the Yankees really didn't want this game after everything that happened. Um, it's just terrible, honestly, right now. We get to Otani, we destroy him. The show gets broken up in the first inning. Otani leaves the game. He gives up seven runs. He walks everyone. He's given up hits left and right. And the Yankees got to him. But unfortunately, they didn't do much else after that. They only get one run the rest of the game. The Angels bullpen shut the Yankees down. That should not happen. The Angels bullpen had to get 25 outs. And they only gave up a home run to Brett Gardner, of all people. He, we got a guardy party finally, but obviously doesn't matter. Chapman's a huge issue. His ERA is close to four now. He was zero for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of troubling trends with Chapman. Another situation where he had a lot of rests. I think he hadn't pitched since Wednesday. But again, that's no excuse. We saw what happened against Minnesota. Um, this stuff's becoming way too frequent with him. He's gotten bailed out by two triple plays this year also, you know. The paint and the luster is really starting to wear off for all this Chapman right now. And honestly, 
you have to ask question if he's going to be here within this next month, how bad things are going, if the Yankees would trade him. And his last, since June 10th, Aroldis Chapman has an ERA close to 18. His whip is close to four. Opponents are hitting close to 500, and his OPS given up is 1,400. Unbelievable. Terrible. The, the, it, what, a, what a drastic turn. Like, yeah. he started out this season, you're absolutely right. He was unhittable. Unhittable. He, you could not throw in 103 miles an hour consistently. His slider looking great. His, his, I think, Jules, if I'm not mistaken, the changeup he started throwing was lethal as well. But honestly, it's it's a splitter. Sorry. Yeah. yeah um, so what a turn. Like, literally, he yeah. was the only bright spot for us for a while. And now it's just really, really bad. And the yeah. fact that his ERA went from literally under was zero and literally like under one run all the way up to four. That's a problem. And that's our close. Yeah. Now, I'm being honest with you, bro. Now. I'm sitting down. We have a we have a five four lead in the ninth. He comes in. I'm worried. That's why. Oh, yeah, he should, four this, runs. We shouldn't have to worry about this. He gave up four got, runs twice in this month. And and you know what? It's 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 an issue. Like all no doubters too. Not like he was even anywhere close. First off, that that grand slam he led up to Walsh. That pitch, if you saw it, that was a meatball in the middle of the field. Yeah, 100%. And Walsh took advantage just like Donaldson and Cruz did. And, you know, he's a problem. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not sure what the problem is. This is the sticky stuff. I hate to speculate about that, but he hasn't been as good since. There's also been a fingernail issue. Um, You know, the spin rate hasn't been too down. The velocity was a big problem yesterday. Again, he was hitting 96 or 97, I think, at times. He walked three guys and gives up a grand slam. Like, you just can't make this stuff up anymore. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong with the Yankees this year. How much more do we have to say? What's this team going to do? And I told you, and I tweeted this too, this is the first time I'm realistically thinking about selling. A loss like that is damaging. I don't know how you recover from that. That's just like beyond embarrassing after everything that happened. You score seven runs in the first inning and you lose the game. And also Domingo Herman needs to figure it out too because he was not great yesterday, giving up three runs laboring before the rain delay to get to 75 pitches. Honestly, I said I would send him down, but they don't have anyone to replace him with. Who's coming up? Nobody. It's a problem. And you know what? We talked about this last time. How many more chances does Domingo German get? And you know what? Yesterday, what I saw, that's not the guy I saw two, three years ago. Like four years ago, come in here and just light it up. It's not the same guy. He, he, his stuff isn't there. Yesterday, he just didn't look comfortable on the mound to me. It really did. He just didn't look really comfortable. No. And and you know what? After yesterday, seeing Grimond pitch, that should be a uh, light bulb turning on for Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner to go add another pitcher. Yeah. So, you know how I said the Yankees had three starting pitchers? Yeah. The Yankees have two starting pitchers. Yep. It's That's- Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery, and then the rest of it, you're praying for rain. Literally praying for rain. This is a nightmare, brother. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to get to the Subway Series. The meltdown yesterday was catastrophic, and if we had stayed, it would be the worst game I ever had the misfortune of attending if we stayed through that. So, thankfully, we didn't. Yeah, I'm going to say thank you. You know what? Thank God we left. (laughs) Yes, I'm very happy we left, and I hate saying that, but if we stayed through that, oh, man. But anyway, um, so – 
on for the Subway Series and stuff going forward. And the Red Sox win again, by the way. So we're now eight and a half out. They destroy the Royals. The wild card picture is looking somewhat similar. I think it was five games. But here's the thing. Like I keep saying, we're teetering. We're at the halfway point. All-star break is now – how many games we got left? Three, three, and three. Nine games left. What's this Yankees team going to do in these nine games? It's going to determine if they're buyers or sellers. Because guess what? Right after the All-Star break, they play the Red Sox eight times in 11 games. So the Yankees season can be made very quickly or unmade very quickly. So here's the thing. The trades we made today, and then they also announced a player to be named later in a like, four deal. Um, let me, I'll get to that just so we can have the knowledge in there. Let me see what happened with that. But it's no, it's nothing that's going to move the needle too much. I think it's like a double-A guy or something. Okay. Aldianis Sanchez from the Tampa Bay Rays as an outfielder. So we should ask Andrea about her. Also, shout out to Scout Girl. Andrea was very great meeting her yesterday. Yes, yes. Very nice meeting her. Great preview you and her did. Uh, fo- camera credits to me on that one. Um, Thank you so much. Absolutely. And then definitely got a nice picture, but got great insight from her. We've been, we've all, both of us have been waiting to meet her for quite some time. Finally was able to yesterday and great time. Hope to see her around soon. We definitely will. Yep. We got to catch one more this year. Hopefully together. That'd be, that's the goal. So, all right. So I named the player, not going to do anything. Now there is something significant with the Diamondbacks trade though. Um, so Clint Frazier yesterday, we find out it was dizziness from the heat fatigue potentially, right. but you don't want to hear dizziness with Clint because of the concussion issues. So here's what I'm wondering. Also, the Yankees sent Keegan Curtis to the D-backs. He was a double-A pitcher, right-hander, just for that reference. So I'm wondering if Frazier is going to go to the IL and then this new guy is going to come take his roster spot. Yeah, Um the thing with Clint, it was very, very weird why he was taken out when we found out it was dizziness. You know what? That That's a cause for concern. And when I think of dizziness, yeah, the concussions, you're absolutely right. That's an issue. I also was thinking he was getting – I thought it was dehydration because of the heat. Yes, I think that's what's caused it. Uh, but I will tell you that that wasn't ideal, you know, Tyler Wade comes in, and I'll tell you, Yankee Stadium was definitely happy to see Tyler Wade out there. Not, but uh, picked up a hit too. (laughs) Yeah, he picked up a hit. Yeah, and he's got speed out there. But I don't know. We were all, you know, what another thing I think Julian and I had bent up frustration about is the fact that they didn't play Geo or Judge when we really needed to. Honestly, Jules, this is in my opinion, I would have last night when Clint said that he was dizzy and got taken out put judge in the game yeah that would have been nice to see now it makes me lead the question although judge was in the lineup today i believe so that's a good sign and i think geo was as well but um the thing is that it would make no sense brother so what's going on with this yankees team um here's the thing let's do a quick synopsis here so aaron boone says it's must win season's on the line brian cashman says we suck right now so how in the world do you come to the decision to sit Urshela and judge, not one, but two, against Otani? Because you're trying to win this game. You need to win. You're sitting two of your better hitters. 
And don't give me the nonsense that Odor's a lefty and they want an extra lefty in there against Otani because that was also spewed, which I guess could be why Gio sat. But you don't sit both of them. It just makes no sense. Who's making the decisions? I'm really questioning that now because you have Boone saying one thing, Cashman saying it's urgent, and Hal Steinbrenner backing them up, saying it's on the players. What's going on? I'm so confused. I just don't get it anymore. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's just a bad, we talk about the bad vibes, and it's just, that's all it is. Yankees, let's call it how it is. We're fans of the team. We love the team. We're realists. We're going to be honest. The Yankees suck. They do. They don't hit with runners in scoring position consistently. Yeah, we saw it a little bit yesterday, but we don't see it every game. The pitching is not always there, except Garrett Cole. That's the only person uh yeah, you know, and yes, he did have a bad outing last time, but every pitcher's due for a bad outing. What, one in every 15 starts, he does something bad? Come on. Yeah, um, I know. I've had enough of the Cole slam. Yeah, if people stuff. if people are going to bash Garrett Cole, and I'm not trying to go off on Cole, uh, I, that that's just foolishness. Like the, it's, it's really dumb. The guy, is, the guy is human. He had a bad game. It is what it is. Shake it off. Without him, we wouldn't even have 41 wins right now. So, no. It's just, it's just, you know, this Yankees team just, they have no consistency. They have no continuity. They have literally no, and it's not fun for them. They're, I keep, I've said this a thousand times within yeah, this not. season when we do this. No, it's not, nobody's going there and having fun. Last night, Jules, I watched the, uh, dugout last night and literally everybody in the beginning of the game nobody's fired up nobody's pumped up everybody just goes out to the field and you know what you want to know who I think the Yankees really need a guy like um Swisher remember when Swisher yeah. used to, literally the Mr. Positivity he would take mm-hmm. literally a bad vibe and turn it into something he was always out there he was a leader and you know his attitude was great but the thing is, the Yankees don't have that guy. They just no, don't. they don't. And Big Steve actually brought this up a while ago, and he was very good on this point. Yeah, there's no glue guy in the in the dugout right now. You know, we thought maybe Luke Voigt. That's not the answer. We thought Aaron Judge. That's not the answer. Brett Gardner's old. Lemayhu's a quiet leader. Garrett Cole's a pitcher. So who is it? It's none of those guys. I don't know if there's a guy in the market that exists that can do that right now. As much as I like Gallo and Marte, I don't think those are the type of guys to do that. And maybe Cattell could bring a little flair if they were to go that route. But like I said, I don't expect Cattell. I really don't because the Diamondbacks don't want to move him really. And the Yankees aren't going to do what it takes, even if he does get moved. They're not going to part with all that stuff. No, they're not. And you know how they operate. The fact that being the glue guy, yeah, the Yankees don't have that. They really don't. They don't have no, the type of guy. They need – like I said, Swisher was the perfect glue guy. That was perfect. They need something like that. And, you know, some some people might listen to this and be like, what is he talking about? It, just watch the way he was. The Yankees struggled in 09 in right, the beginning. And look, yeah. at, and look at what happened. The guy went out in right field. He used to go out. The, the Yankees could be – they were – on a five or six game losing streak down in the dumps. And he would come out to right field and literally go nuts and get everybody riled up, make, and everybody would feed off his energy. Nobody feeds off anybody's energy down in, um, in the outfield out there 
for the Yankees now. No, but they don't have somebody like that, unfortunately. I wish they did. I wish yeah. Aaron Judge would be that guy. That's just not Aaron Judge's personality. No, I it's wish, not. I wish Luke Voigt would be like that. We see Luke Voigt's personality could be pretty funny at times, but it's just not like that. It's not and, enough. And DJ LeMayhew, the machine, is a quiet assassin. That's what he is. And you know what? That's their personality. But they need somebody to literally get pissed off and take some. Why don't John Carlos stand? You know what, John Carlos? He's trying to. Take it upon yourself. He's trying. And really just, I I think he should be somebody who could really get going. He's making so much money. He needs to do more. Did get it yesterday. But I feel like, you know what? I feel like he could be a guy they go off on. I see his personality is something that could be fiery. I think it's just, yeah, it's just the question that he's like the A-Rod syndrome with Stan. We talk about this all the time, the contract, the expectations, the failures in the postseason minus last year, because it was fantastic last year. But the thing is the fan base doesn't want to embrace G. That's the problem. So I don't know if he could be that guy. He's trying. And he actually took a lot of accountability for the loss yesterday, saying it's unacceptable. It's the worst loss I've had and all this stuff. And, like, the guys are saying the right stuff. But, like, Boone said, it's about getting doing it on the field now. And, honestly, that's the type of loss that should get someone fired. I wish how fired Boone or Thames or, like, even though it wasn't Thames' fault yesterday. But – it, Glaber Torres is lost. That's on Thames. And they are, we don't know what's wrong with Glaber Torres, even though we got to hit yesterday. But um, it's just frustrating stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're spinning around a wheel with this team. And I'm getting close to the point that I think they just have to sell. I hate having this conversation. We, we previewed it last time. We're not going to go there fully today. But but the next time we record this podcast, if they lose the Subway Series to the Mets, you really got to start thinking about selling. I mean, I hate to say it, but you know what? If that's the case, then you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, it's it's halfway point. They're not anywhere near competing or competitive. No. And, you know, They're losing it's, the teams they shouldn't lose to. Yeah. Yeah, it's just they need to uh, do something uh, and get wins there. But, honestly, I, I'm, I feel like the Yankees shouldn't sell, but – Unfortunately, if they can't find a way to be competitive and fast, yeah, then they're going to have to sell some assets. And I, and I think Araldis is is definitely the one that's going to be the hot one out again, like mm-hmm. oh, like um in 2016. Yeah, but uh, it's it's going to be something to see what happens down the road. I'm going to caution people though that want this, and I don't want this, but I'm starting to see the writing on the wall just because like. I've never seen a team like this before, like this, like this much expectations played as poorly with the Yankees. We've had bad stretches before the 2016 era, but even then you kind of knew like things weren't going the right way. The talent wasn't fully there. It's frustrating because this team has the talent, especially in the lineup. But if you're not going to compete, you got to retool things because they're not working. Now I'm going to caution this and everyone listening needs to know this. This is not going to go like 2016 if the Yankees do this. Do not expect the same thing. That was once in a lifetime how they rebuilt that quickly. That is not happening again. So that's a warning for everyone that thinks it's a quick fix if they decide to go that route. This is not going to be that quick of a fix. It's going to take at least two years to fix this if they decide to do this. Yeah, no, they're going to really uh, – it's going to take a long time. This isn't just a quick build. This is you're no. absolutely right. Multiple it's not. years. And it it's makes going me sick to, to my stomach. To it's going to listen. That. Listen, I hate. I'm going to have to admit it too. It's if the Yankees go that route and they have to, 
it's not going to be fun watching the Yankees. Like if people no, think that we're, we're going to magically and listen, your dad said this perfectly, bro. He said the Yankees aren't a team that could just turn it on when they want to. No, and they seem to think way. they can. No, and they need to do some. They need to build something. And you know what, Jules? Selling. Don't be. Surp- I'm going to tell you. Don't be surprised if they do. And when you, when you break the story and you tell them that the Yankees will sell and people think you're crazy, then when they find out you're right, then they're going to then yeah. feel, they're going to feel stupid. But I, I'm bracing for it. I really it. hope not, but I am bracing. We don't want this. Obviously, we want to get the pieces. But you know what? We have to be realistic. And Julian, you're being very realistic with this. This is a real it's possibility. Hard. It really is. But I'm looking at stuff in the mirror. I'm looking at this team. It's mediocrity across the board. What do they do well? Name me one thing the Yankees do well. I can't really think of anything. That's a problem halfway through the season. Do they hit well? No. Do they pitch well? Not anymore. Is the bullpen good? Not right now. So honestly, it's a mess. Um, I'm hoping that obviously that doesn't happen. So let's play devil's advocate quickly. So let's say the Yankees win two or three or sweep the Mets. We get back rolling again. What record would you, we're 41 and 39. Now we got three with the Mets, three with Seattle, three with Houston, which I'll be down there for. That's going to be a madhouse. Realistically speaking, what do you think the record could be? And what do you think it ends up being? And the third question, what would satisfy you going into the all-star break and make you think we could become buyers? So 41 and 39 right now, here's what I need to see. Um, I'm going to look at the Yankees schedule right now. So 41 and excuse me, 39. And the thing is what I need to see is I need to see at least two out of three from the Mets. Of course you have to, especially how things are going. You cannot lose this series to the Mets. I don't want to hear this time anymore. No, there's no time. You're about to be 10 games out of division enough with time. Okay. So yep. Two out of three from the Mets. I agree with you enough with time. So then we go and have a three game set with the Mariners. Okay, I want to see a sweep of the Mariners. I feel like, and at least, you know, I, I, I think we can sweep the Mariners. I hope we They're can. They're better than expected, though, bro. Their record's better than ours. The Mariners are 43 and 39. Don't count your chickens for the hash even with the Mariners. That's how uh, bad this has gotten. All right, I need to see at least two out of three from there. Okay, so. Yeah, so unbelievable. The Yankee, Yankees, at that point, they take two out of three. So they'll be 43 and 40. Um, they take two out of three from Seattle, so it's four, uh, 45 and 41, and then we play the Astros. We need to take two out of three. Let's hope yeah, we can do that. We need to, I'm going to keep saying this two out of three, and then the, Yankee, then the Yankees, then the Yankees, the all star break, and then they come back and they play the Red Sox at, at Yankee Stadium. For a uh, a three a four game set, oh god! I need to. They, they can't split the series in this one. They need to take three or or sweep. They need. Yeah. They, they have to, to be competitive, bro. They and I'm just gonna be honest. Now, this doesn't happen, and the Yankees lose these series. I'm gonna say this: Yankees get swept by the Mets. It's time to sell. If they get swept by the Mets, I'm going to go full-fledged sell, I think, too, honestly. Uh, Unless um, they reel off 6-3 after that, but that's not likely. The Mariners are better than expected. If you get swept, you're talking about being 10-11 games out of division. Right. Seven out of the wild card, potentially. Yeah, that's sell. That's 100% sell. And Hal Steinbrenner's not waving the white flag yet, but he did concede if things continue to go this way, he's going to have to think about that. 
But right now, he did say he doesn't view us as sellers. All right, how good. So do something to make it better for once. Instead of just sitting there and saying everything's fine. Exactly. Like, what in the world is going uh, on here? I agree 100%, bro. This is crazy. I mean, it's... It's insanity. We're spinning a hamster wheel right now. It's... And literally, and the wheel goes round and round, and it's just the same thing over and over again. There's no... Like we said, no continuity, no no consistency. It's just – it's really bad baseball. So the Yankees put themselves in a hole, and you think they slowly climb out of it, and then they go go a foot deeper each time. So that hole that they dug themselves into is slowly starting to get so so deep that they will never be able to climb out of it this season. So something's got to give. Yeah, 100%, brother. Look, six and three makes us feel good going into the break. No five and four because that's not moving the needle too much, but that's what I expect. I expect them to go like five and four or something. Barely tread water, maybe even four and five. The Astros are hot, but they're cooling off. That's a big statement series for a million reasons. Um, Mariners, you have to at least win the series. They're not pushovers like they used to be, but if they sweep, that would be fantastic, obviously. I hope they sweep. Like, please, sweep. Surprise us. It's been a long time. Exactly. Let's let's get some – you know what? Let's just move – I'll tell you this, the Yankees just please do us a solid, you know what, next against the Mets tomorrow, just, you know what, just go out there and just shut everybody up, everybody, and this is the Subway Series, this is the Battle of New York, this is, this is bragging rights, and the Mets have been a much better team than the Yankees, and it's very obvious, but you know what, now it's time for the Yankees to, you know what, use this as motivation and say New York is still our city, despite our record. And let's go out there and shut everybody up and turn this season around. A hundred percent, brother. And I do have one thing that's positive about this series. The Yankees offense is actually better than the Mets offense. The Mets offense is absolutely dreadful. So maybe the Yankees pitching can wake up against the, them. But here's here's the thing I think you could agree with me with, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off. They uh, the Mets might have a terrible offense, but their pitching makes up for it. 100%, bro. That's how they're in it right now. They're pitching, they're starting pitchers and carrying them. The Mets ranked 29th in OPS, which I'm very surprised with, although I kind of knew it. 672, which is putrid as a team. And then you look at the home run ball, you know, the Yankees are actually 14th in OPS. So the offense is starting to come back a little bit, but it's not where we need it still. They're at 720. Yankees home runs, 106. We're tied for seven. But too many solo shots. They don't hit when the guys are on. Like we talk about risk pitting. The Yankees don't do it. They were dead last a few days ago. I'm not sure if that has changed. They were hitting like 218. Their OPS was like under 620. And then you look at the Mets home runs. Wow, this team does not hit home runs. 75 home runs, 28, and they're 28th in baseball. But they are getting reinforcements. Jeff McNeil's back. When Doors starting to pick it up a little bit. Michael Conforto's still there. Obviously, Pete Alonso is going to be in the Derby again. You got Dom Smith, Kevin Pillar, James McCann. Guillaume's at third for now. They have Billy McKinney, who used to be a Yankee. And they get the ad hitter, too, because we're in DH. So they got Omar on the bench and um, Peraza and a few other guys. So the Yankees should be able to handle the Mets lineup in theory. But will the Yankees be able to hit the Mets pitching? I think that's the bigger question. Yeah, that's going to be a huge problem. And the Yankees offense might be better than the Mets, as we as you alluded to. But the pitching is going to be a problem. Can we get hits against these starting pitchers? And I'll tell you this. Am I not mistaken, Jules, with the Yankees don't have to play DeGrom in this series? Well, speaking of Jacob DeGrom, we got to get into Jake because he's shoving again tonight. But he gave up three runs in the first inning. The most runs he's given up all year. 
So what does he proceed to do after that? He'll have to strike out 14 batters, go seven plus innings, and just do what he does. So it was one blip for DeGrom. His ERA is actually close to one, believe it or not. The, the guy is just – listen, I'm just going to tell you this. Jacob DeGrom, in my opinion, is one of the best pitchers I have ever seen. And yeah. I feel bad – and I'll, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. I feel so bad for him that he's on the Mets and they don't give him the run support because this guy could win the Cy Young every year. He should be winning the Cy Young every year. That's just how he's good he is. He's going to get it this year. He has to. And the wins don't mean anything anymore, as we say. The but win the win is devalued now. It really is devalued. It really is. And I'm trying to – let's see some pitching stuff quickly. So, let's look at pitching, ERA, strikeouts, whatnot. Let's have some fun here. So, we look at the um, strikeouts, pitching. Okay, the Brewers are first. Yankees are ninth in, in strikeouts with 746. Mets are 719, and they're 15. So the Yankees actually strike out more with their pitchers. Now, the important stat is, of course, ERA, yes, is outdated, but it's the best way to measure this right now. Um, the Mets are fourth in ERA with 3.32, which is obviously outstanding. And their Yankees are 10th at 3.77. So that's a nice uh, half-run differential right there. That's that's insane, bro. It really is. It, it you know it's it's really crazy, just that with all those stats, man. It, and it's gonna be. It's I'm just gonna tell you this. It's gonna be a fun series. It really is. And I'm excited for this tomorrow. It's gonna be huge. Yankees Mets love the Subway Series, as we all do. Like I said, Battle of New York. Who will win the battle of New York this That'll weekend? Be the Yankees. And you know what? Bragging rights. Yeah, the Yankees. This. How How about this for a story? How about the headlines? The Yankees turn their season around against the Mets. Yep. We need to write that story. Hopefully I'm writing that story because yep. I think I am due for an article on Sunday, especially since we're going to go to the game in the suite. So that's going to be a cool experience. And I might want to write some stuff about that too. But um, yeah, I'm, doing, I'm going to write something for sure. This weekend, whatever happens, gotta see. It's another litmus test. Um, and now tomorrow, I think there might be more weather issues. So who knows? So Saturday we can get the double header. Oh God, I really hope not. But um, anyway, so tomorrow I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm worried with the matchup because it's Jordan Montgomery who's been okay, as we always say. He's our second best starting pitcher now, which is not where you want to be. And then um, the Mets are gonna send Taiwan Walker to the mound. And he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. He was a steal this year. The Yankees could have signed this guy. And we know about the tax issues and the, and the problems with that. We know about you know, what they did with Tyon and Kluber, but they could have signed Taiwan Walker instead of Corey Kluber if they wanted to. And Taiwan Walker has been much better. His ERA is 2.38, 6-3, 82 strikeouts. He's been everything the Mets could have asked for and more. Two years, $20 million. That's all it took. His whip is just over one. This guy's been lights out the whole season. It's going to be an interesting matchup tomorrow. And looking at that, and it's not an easy matchup at all. No. And, you know, with all this, I'm I'm truly uh, worried about the, going up against these pitchers, no matter who they throw out there, the Mets. They just have, they have arguably the best, uh, most underrated pitching staff in baseball. And... Yeah, they really do. The Mets pitching continues to carry the day for them. And honestly, the Yankees got to show up. They really do. And here's another thing that's embarrassing. It's going to make my blood boil, too. 
So I'm trying to figure out, I don't know if you saw it, I wanna check before I get this correct or incorrect. So yesterday was the most fans the Yankees had all season. Now, I don't know if you were able to see the exact number, I would guess it was like 30 plus, but it was not a sellout. So I don't know, did you see how many we had yesterday? Um, I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I didn't actually kind of check. So, uh, I'm going to take a guess that it was definitely Julian. How many does Yankee stadium hold altogether? How much is it? 48,000. 48. 48. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with 18,000 within the vicinity of 18,000. Oh, no, I think it was more than that brother, but I'm trying to see where it was at. I, I think it was close to 30. I don't know if anyone had it for sure. I don't know the exact number because that was the most I've seen in the stadium all year. And like I was in there for like a 25 game. I'm just trying to see what it could be. But, you know, there's a reason I'm going to say it. it doesn't. The number doesn't matter because we've said this in the podcast. I've said it off the air. This is going to be the first sellout of the year. It's not because of the Yankee fans. It's going to be the Met fans that push us over the top for a sellout. Right. That's embarrassing. We've had full capacity for now seven, eight games, maybe nine. No, I think it's eight. No, nine. Okay, whatever. So <laughs> whatever the number is, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed by it. I thought the fans would show up more, but the product's been bad, so they don't want to support it. Yeah, no, it's – when, anytime the Yankees play the Mets, you see the Mets fans come from uh, the Queens and come out there and really, you know, get the attendance really to go up high. And especially this year, I expect Yankee Stadium to be packed this weekend. I really do. Julian, you and I, of course, we're going to be in attendance on Sunday in a suite. We're excited for it. Yes. So we're going to definitely be able to see the attendance with that. But I expect the next three games for the Yankees against the Mets to be pretty packed, close to sellouts. I, I'm going to be honest. That's what I think. I think they're all sellouts too. I really do. Um, I think they're going to be because the Mets fans are going to push it over the top. Unfortunately for us, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere in there. Okay, I did get the number. I knew it. 30,000, just over okay. 30,000 yesterday. So still not as much as I expected. Still had plenty of room in there. And, you know, it's going to be shattered this week. You're going to finally see the sellout just because of the situation with the Subway Series. I'm embarrassed, honestly. And that should really speak to how, too, that the fans aren't coming. And you know what? If we get swept against the freaking Mets, it's going to be ugly. And the fans are not going to show up for that Red Sox series either. And you might get more Boston fans. Imagine that nightmare. Well, Boston fans are going to come for that series. So Yankees need to get themselves together. It's been enough. We've said, we've, we're, we've said this over and over again. So let's look at the rest of the series. We'll get to Sunday. I'm happy you brought that up. But before we get to Sunday, Saturday is going to be a great matchup. you got Garrett Cole versus Marcus Stroman. Now, there's a lot here with Marcus Stroman and the Yankees. He feels slighted by Cashman because Cashman called him a bullpen arm. I understand that. And then there was a lot of talk. He wanted to be a Yankee, and now he seems to back off that since he's been on the Mets. But Stroh, his play on the field, a bigger story than all of that because he's been lights out this year too. 88 innings pitched, 78 strikeouts. His ERA is under 2-5. And Yankee fans don't want to give him credit because there's a feud with him. But Marcus Stroman's always been a good pitcher. It's always been someone that I've had on my mind. I wish the Yankees could get him on their team. He's very friendly on social media. He likes to go back and forth. That's why he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But um, that's going to be a fun matchup with Cole and Stroman. There's a lot on the line in that one, especially for Cole to rebound, too. 
Yeah, what a matchup. Um, you know, we were hoping that the Yankees, we would be able to see DeGrom, uh, Cole, that's box office stuff. But yeah. I will tell you this, bro, for real. I I think that that's the best matchup of this whole series. 100%. Stroman is literally, you know what, he's more than a bullpen arm. I think yeah. he is tremendous. He really is. He's got great pitches. He's tough to go against. So that game's going to yeah. be really fun. You know what? You, you want to go see a pitching duel. You're going to see one of the best. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he pitches to contact a lot too. So I'm the, those kind of guys give the Yankees trouble sometimes. He's not going to strike you out, but he definitely has the stuff to get them the ground out. And we know they haven't been elevating the ball as much this year. It's been a big issue. So July 4th, the big game. Sunday night baseball, 708, going in the suite, me and you. And okay, the Mets are starting a guy I haven't really heard of before, Tyler McGill. So that's fun. Ty, um, so we're going up a guy we haven't seen before, the Yankees haven't seen before, and a guy we haven't heard of. And Jules, I think we could agree, as you said, the Yankees don't do well with pitchers they don't see very often. Yeah, I'm trying to get some background on this, dude. So it was an eighth round pick in 2018. His ERA is under five in just two games. He's pitched just nine innings with 12 strikeouts. So, I mean, there's not really much I can say. I'm trying to look at some minor league stuff. You know what? Yeah, I like to do minors. Okay, let's see what this guy's made of. And the Yankees, interestingly enough, have not selected a pitcher yet. Huh. That's very, very uh, interesting. That so, is, yeah. So, so we don't know who's going to be on the mound on Sunday. No, and now I'm is it going to be kinda, Michael King? Probably, you think? You know, that would make sense. But I, I thought it was going to be Tyone for some reason. But now the schedule got. Oh, you know what it is? It would have been Tyone if the schedule was normal. It would have been Cole Friday. Ty, oh, but Monty, no, Monty would have pitched today. Cole would have pitched Friday. I think Tyone King would have pitched Tyone or King would have won Saturday because the first Angel game was King and we lost. Okay, Tyone pitched the second one, we won. Okay, so yeah, it might have been Michael King actually. Oh, so wait, no, no it would have been Tyone. Oh my God, oh man, this is a lot. Okay, so I think it's gonna be King. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> So, yeah, we're getting uh, my boy no Michael one. King against the oh, Mets, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're going to have to see what happens with that. Let's hope the bullpen doesn't have to be overused that day. Okay, so I found out some stuff about McGill. He's pitched 38. He pitched 14 innings in AAA in his career. That's eight. His ERA is a 3-7. So they brought him up through the system rather quickly. Not sure if he was ready or if it was through necessity, maybe a combination of both. I mean, he did well in his limited time, but nothing really jumps off the page in me. Actually, eh, okay, double A, he had 42 strikeouts in 26 innings. Okay, I mean, that's kind of impressive. I'll give him that. But, I mean, like you said, the Yankees struggle against guys they haven't seen. You know, we've seen Michael King go against the Mets before in the scrimmage and all that. So maybe King can match up well if they end up going that route. Would they do the unthinkable and use an opener? I have no idea anymore. Um, yeah, so that's going to be something to see who's going to pitch Sunday. This is going to be interesting to see what happens, brother. I'll tell you that. So I'm I'm telling you, man, going to have to see what happens on Sunday. But all I'm saying is this. Let's just hope whoever we throw out on the mound, we could, you know what, 
pitch well. Yankees hit well. This series is a huge series. Nobody, I'm telling you this, this is a make or break series for the Yankees because the Yankees lose this series. This could make or break if they're going to be buyers or sellers. No, it's to that point. We're not exaggerating. We have to have waypoint stuff. Like we've been saying make or break, make or break, make or break like a lot. And we've been waiting for the make, but it keeps breaking. So is this finally going to be the make? That's going to be the question. This last nine games really determines it for me. I will not feel great unless we go six and three and go into the All-Star break, at least with a little momentum. We can be 47 and 42 at that point. It's still not outstanding, but it's better than where we are now. Maybe you get yourself within five or six games of division at least, you know. This Red Sox team has been a problem. They're much better than we expected. They are 20 games over 500 in comparison to our two. It's an embarrassment. An absolute embarrassment, bro. It really is. It's really bad. It's pathetic, honestly. So this is just – it's crazy, man. It really is what uh, we've had to deal with and what the Yankees are showing us every every week. It's really bad. Yeah, it's just you got to hope things get better, but at the same time, are they making the necessary changes to make things better? I don't think so, really. I don't. They keep yeah. running out the same lineup. You know, we want Park. We're not getting Park. We want Florio. We're not getting Florio. We want Ambergy. We're not getting Ambergy. Brian Hoyk answered my question yesterday when I asked. I said no Park, but what about Florio or Ambergy? He said that Cashman says that he likes what he has now and he's not going to get those guys up. So my theory is now that he wants to trade them. He's using them as trade bait, I think. And I, I have a feeling he thinks they get exposed up here and he wants to keep their value high. So, so Jules, off real quick, did you see they just announced the all-star starters? Oh, they just announced Mike Trout and he hasn't even play, and he can't even play in it. Yep, they announced Mike Trout, Aaron Judge is a starter, and Tyasker Hernandez. Um, DH is Otani. First base is Vlad, of course. Second base is uh, uh, Simeon. Shortstop is Bogarts. And third base is Devers. So, Jules, the the, uh, yep, that's the AL. And the catcher is Salvador, Salvador Perez. So, looking at the NL, I'll tell you real quick. So, the catcher, of course, Buster Posey. First base, Freddie Freeman. Of course, second base, Adam Frazier. Third base, Nolan Arenado. Of course, shortstop. Fernando Tatis, hell yeah, of course. Outfield, Ronald Acuna, Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker. Wow, that's a stout team. I like both those teams a lot. I really do. Who is the other outfielder besides Castellanos and Winker? um, Ronald Acuna. Okay, yeah, how could I miss that one? So, that's fun. I mean, I can't wait to see how the reserves rounds out. And I'm going to tell you right off the jump right now, Cedric Mullins should replace Trout as a starter in the AL. I'm tweeting that right now. Yeah, that's that's something. He can't play, and he's a starter. That's going to be something. So, and let's, yeah, as a it, starting center fielder in so the AL. So, really. a little uh, all-star uh, news for us. You know what? This was such a – you know, it's such a – really hostile podcast because of our frustration with the Yankees, of course, getting into the subway series, make or break, but you know what? Get some, uh, all-star game news for everybody to get out there. hundred percent. I can't wait to see what happens. You know, they took away the home field advantage. So it doesn't mean as much anymore, Right. but, um, it's going to be fun to see, um, it's- who ends up winning the game still. 
It definitely is. It definitely is. And, you know, you'll be there to, to cover it all. I'm excited for that. We're going to be doing as much as we can. And Cedric Mullins, yeah, he's got to take that spot. Now, I'm going to say Oscar Hernandez also shouldn't be starting either, probably, if we're being honest. So that's something there. The other ones weren't too bad to me, you know. I wanted to see Cronenworth get some love at second base. He's been having a good year. But for the most part, they did a decent job. And then Perez gets the nod behind the plate, obviously. Uh, I think Sanchez. All right, so I'll ask you quick. Who do you think of the Yankees deserves a look on this on the roster besides Judge? Uh, for me, I'm yeah, going to go with, I think, I think, you know what? Uh, I know Sanchez has had a really bad off year in the beginning, but he's really picked it up. I think he deserves a look. Um, yeah, Sanchez should be a reserve. I agree. Yeah, he should definitely be a deserve. Chapman was definitely somebody, but he's really been really cold as of late. Yeah, um, he, he I, lost it. He's I not do think anymore. that Chad Green is somebody too. Yeah, I can look at Loisica. I really think he should be in there too. You look at Gary Sanchez. I completely agree. Giancarlo maybe as a reserve DH behind Otani potentially, but I wouldn't mind if he doesn't go honestly because of just everything with him. But like. Um, I also think that Max Muncy should have been the first base of Freddie Freeman. Freeman's been having a down year. I get the respect for Freddie, but he hasn't been great this year. So that's something I'll say, too. And Chris Bryant actually should have been there over Arenado, but I get him going back to Colorado. So that's a good story. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, seeing Nolan Arenado go back to Colorado where it all started for him and how he was arguably their best player for years and going back there, it's just – I think it's well-deserved. I think I, – I really do. I think Nolan Arenado is one of the top ten best players in baseball right now. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 up there in that ilk. You know, I think he needs to pick it up a little bit this year, but he's got the ability to be there. So, it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. Home run derby, Um, we have most of the participants. You know, Matt was talking about Mancini yesterday. I think that's a great story. I want to see what Otani has for the derby, of course. Kyle Schwarber is going to be in it too. Honestly, he might be the dark horse at this point. How well he's been hitting that guy's ripping the cover off the ball. He's just been on an absolute rampage. 16 homers in the month of June. Just absolutely crushed it. All since June 10th too. And then Joey Gallo is starting to get hot. I want to see Gallo in there so badly. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool to see him out there. Really would. That wish he was out there. Vlad Jr. is the youngest player to start a blue, for the Blue Jays to start an All-Star game. And he's not the youngest player to start at first since 1966. Not surprised on that one, I'll be honest with you on that. His play speaks for itself. He's amazing, this kid. Yep, he's finally doing what they thought he would, and he's been absolutely fantastic this year. Him and Otani leading the AL MVP discussions um, by far. Unbelievable what he's been able to do. It really is. All right, brother. Well, I think we got a lot in there today for this little rampage preview and then look ahead and all everything. And we, all, we make, I love that all star mix. Great to get to the, the end of the show. Happy that was able to happen when we were recording. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thought it was something, a nice way to end it to get out, get out there. They announced it just a few minutes ago. So thought it was uh, only fitting to end on a good note. 100%, brother. Because the Yankees haven't been giving us any good notes. No, they have not. It's the note and the notes they've been giving us are terrible. Yep, I, they 100%. won't even. Look, the notes aren't even good. We won't be able to pass a test with them. 
No, we we'd be failing. We'd yes, be failing we the test. Exactly. You, all right. So speaking of that, I think it's a good way to end. Lee wants to be positive, but you got me on the thought. So how are you grading Yankee season so far? Uh, I think you know how I'm going to grade it. I'm giving it a big fat F. I think they. I just don't. They're just really bad. I'm giving them an F. It's just not consistent. They fa- they fail more than they succeed. Yes, they're two games over 500 but they're just not a good baseball team. I need to see a lot more from them. And halfway through the year, they shouldn't be in this position right now. And they are. And this this is just not what we all expected. This is not what Yankees are a super, uh, excuse me, a World Series contending baseball team in the beginning of the year. And now when you put it out all on the field, they're not even a playoff team right now, if you want me to be totally honest with you. So I'm going to give them an You know, I'll change it. I'll give them a D. I'll give them a D right now. I'm going to give them a D as well because it's not a complete failure, but it's close. It's not like we're the Orioles. That's an F. I mean, the D is very <laughs> deserving. It really is, honestly. They, they've they been bad all the way across the board. Mediocrity at its finest, like I keep saying. But, I mean, there's been some good things here and there, so I guess that's why it gets a D. Of course, one guy that we know deserves the All-Star game is Garrett Cole because of that saying. He, I don't know if he'll be the starter anymore based off his latest debacle, but he should still be in the game, obviously. Yeah, definitely should. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So I think we just about nailed it, brother. So well, it ends now we know how. Yep. Finish it off, bro. All right. So Grunt Talks will be the website. That's where you can catch all our great baseball and football content. We just updated it, actually. Got all of our sponsors on there. Reebok, awesome seating. And then we have Aced Out Clothing as well. Hats, shoes, tickets. What more do you need? Exactly. Yeah. Looking at it now, our new updated uh, website looks really, really nice. Looking all that. So everybody check it all out. Yep, and then the podcast is GNT Sports Talks, presented by Grunt Talks. Of course, catch us on Apple and Spotify, Instagram, Grunt Talks team, personal Instagram, Julian Gilardi 11, Twitter and Facebook, Grunt Talks MLB, personal Twitter, Julian Gilardi 1. Brother, take it away. Thank you, brother. My personal Twitter is btoms81. Check out Grunt Talks NFL Twitter as well, personal Instagram, bobbytompson81. Catch all our content exclusively on grunttalksmlb.com. Let's get it, brother. Yep, Hopefully let's do we it. Hopefully we can win the Subway Series. Let's do it.